Halloween tip. Good afternoon. It is September 13th, 2021. You're listening to a little column A, little column B, hosted by Will Lienos and co-hosted by Zach Bishop. How are you doing today, buddy? What is going on, Will? Football is all the way back in a surprise move. Not going to start with the NFL. Going to go all the way back to a high school team. Last week, they lost. All right. Teams lose all the time. The reason that it's a big deal, this is Allen High School. That snapped an 84-game winning streak. Also a lot. You go down a little further. This is their first ever loss at their $60 million stadium. Once again, this is high school. Yeah, as you imagine, this is Texas. The team is now 122-1 and at home. The last time they won a home game at the old stadium was in 2010. Over a decade ago, just every time, Friday night, there's a football game, you go, your team wins. Wow. Uh, I, I, I don't know whether to trust any high school statistics anymore after this Bishop Sycamore thing. I mean, I'm just kind of what, – what, what is it? Are we making everything up here? Like, can I even trust it? I don't think you should let Bishop Sycamore and their shenanigans ruin uh, good old-fashioned football at the high school level – especially in Texas. There are a lot of eyeballs going on there. They have a $60 million stadium. That's a lot of people that are in there that are witnessing this on a weekly basis. Uh, so I think this is a lot harder to uh, finagle compared to that last situation. Well, were there a lot of first-round draft picks? <laughs> I would imagine so. Yeah, there actually but... might be. I'm, I'm making fun of the Bishop Sycamore thing, but that that's... I, there probably really yeah. was a lot of actual first round picks out there. <laughs> yeah, if they're winning, if they're winning that many games in in Texas, I mean, maybe they're a in with a, a stadium that big. It's like I, I'm wondering if you go and start looking at uh, draft picks, or if you're more plugged into the football recruiting. It's just, yep, yep. Here's some more guys coming out of Allen High School. Well, it is football season, which means today's Monday. I think we're gonna be doing Mondays for the podcast from from here on. Uh, Monday quarterback. It's a real thing now. Our podcast lines up perfectly. Yesterday was Sunday. First NFL red zone Sunday in a long time. It felt like that really mattered. Fans are back. I was hearing crowd noises. Uh, real crowd noises. Real crowd noises. I Not like last year. I have a favorite for crowd noise already. I, we didn't really have a whole bunch of categories. I got to have a couple things later, but I thought Kansas City, Kansas City sounded real loud. Kansas City felt like, yeah, this is football. This is cool. I'm I'm hearing it. Uh, anyone stand out for you? Any of the the certain arenas? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I thought they're all. It, it was great. It was better than last no, year. No, no, none of them particularly jumped jumped out at me. Well, I suppose we should start with the the first game that happened this week, and that was the awesome, awesome Tom Brady game, which just feels like another one for the record books. Just just another one, another notch, whatever. Just another day at work for him. Another game-winning drive with limited time and an awesome game against the Cowboys, of which I thought the Cowboys surprising looked really good. I didn't think I would come into this podcast feeling as good about Dak Prescott as as I thought, and and it looked great. There's a lot of good teams. We're going to talk about some teams that lost that were really good this week. Uh, but Tom does it again. Anything to be surprised about? I w- I guess I'm most surprised by some of the guys that were the highlights of these games. I mean, were, were you impressed by that? I, I, w- I was impressed uh, by the game. I was, I was out and about on a, uh, on a, on a Lake George trip. So I didn't get to see the, uh, the, the full game, but definitely as it got down to it, I watched the, 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 the last two drives uh, was kind of keeping an eye on the, uh, on the score. 
and was surprised at how well Dallas kept up with the with, with Tampa Bay. I kind of thought it was going to be a little more of Tampa Bay is ready to roll. Dallas is coming off of hard knocks and you see all the highlights from the week to week on HBO, but a lot of times those are uh, not indicative of how you actually are as a, as a team, but you know, like Dak really didn't even do much in the, in the preseason. It was just, he, he looked like he was back. See, uh, <laughs> Gronk's doing all sorts of Gronk things. Like you forget he, he came back from retirement. Like he, he didn't play for a whole year and now it's just like, Oh yeah, no, I'm, I'm just back. I'm catching touchdowns. I'm here. See, I'm glad you brought that up because I, I was going to sound like, yeah, Gronk looked amazing. Antonio Brown looked amazing. Why why are all the ex-girlfriends looking so good right now? I, I feel like it's <laughs> taken over all of my social media. It's it's, it's terrible. They're, they were they were really good, and it, and it looked like something they could repeat again. This didn't feel like a one-time performance that we're not going to see a big game out of any of them again. It was a good strategy. It looked like classic Brady just executing little dink and dunks here and, and just getting the job done. I... Uh, I think we knew that going in. I, I think again, this was a loss for the for Dallas, but I, I think I think there's some positive takeaways from this uh, that I think some other teams are going to relate to that. Uh, what, what were your thoughts when uh, Zerline hit that 48 yard field goal, but there was still a minute 24 left? Oh, it it didn't matter. It didn't it didn't matter. It it was obvious it, what it, was going to happen. All he needs is a, is a field goal. That's, that's, that's it. what I was thinking too. It's like if, if you needed a touchdown, mm, uh, okay. But it's like all you have to do is get in field goal range. Well, and, and he like got down there with with plenty of time. Uh, it wasn't even that far of a field goal. It was just like exact. Just you, you come to expect it when it's Tom Brady. Of just if you're on the other side, you're almost playing two games. You're playing the the game to actually score, just by any means necessary, the normal game. But then also the well, it's even worth scoring if we're going to give Tom Brady time left of like, well, maybe we just run the ball just to run out the clock some more. Otherwise, like you said, it doesn't even matter. There, this, this prevent defensive end of games is a weird strategy that just does, never works against Brady. He's just going to pick you apart underneath, and these receivers, especially with a lot of the veterans on here, were smart and got out of bounds, and it was good play calling. It, was, it just it worked out perfectly. It, wasn't even, it didn't look stressful at all. Like, did they look like a team that was really worried? Like, oh, no, we might lose this game. It, it, it didn't look like that at all. It's like you, you might almost be better off in over-attack, not being prevent. Over-attack as much as possible. And then if they do score, okay, good. Now they scored quickly. We get the ball back. Uh, Brady, Brady looks strong, too. Uh, deep ball. Four touchdowns. Yeah. Yeah, well, I mentioned. Almost, almost 400 yards. <laughs> that that is a game, that is a guy in his prime. That feels like a guy that could play for a couple more years. It, That's crazy. I, I feel like a lot of times, a lot of times, it takes him a little while to uh, to to warm up. No, September he, is not really in this like his strong month. I I, I wouldn't say. <laughs> he's uh he's not September Russ. No, like the the opposite. <laughs> like I, I mean, he, he, Brady's good all the time. I think sometimes he, he tinkers around and I think it's on purpose at the beginning of the year. And so that way towards the end of the year, everything's dialed in where it's supposed to be. Well, I thought another team that was dialed in was the Cleveland Browns. And unfortunately they faced maybe the most dialed in team in Kansas city. And Kansas city is just fun to watch. It, they do so many weird and wacky things on offense. It feels like someone's constantly moving. 
there's someone's doing a magician trick with the ball nonstop, whether it's the, the play action, the handoffs, the side shuffle hands. Like it's there's always something going on. I never know what to expect. And it's just fun. It's just like a fun choreographed thing. I, I could watch that every week. And and I probably will watch it every week. There's there's gonna be a lot more touchdowns. But Cleveland doesn't punt the ball until eight minutes in the fourth quarter. Like that's that's a good game. That's that's a successful, I think, offensive run here. And if it's not for Patrick Mahomes and some miracle plays, that's that sidearm spin out to uh, Hill on the run with three guys chasing him. He's he's almost out of bounds. He's running out of time. The angle he has is impossible, and he just like flicks it forty five yards in the air. And Hill stops on a dime, turns around, catches it, and it, it's just done. You're done at that point. He's caught it, and you he has two feet on you. There's no way you're gonna catch him. I don't know how you're going to ever stop plays like that. I'm never going to get tired of seeing plays like that. I, I just, I suppose at this point, we just stand back in awe of, of, of this. This is fun to watch, and football is great. I'm so excited to have it back. More impressed by Cleveland or Kansas City for you? I, I liked the, right off the bat when the Browns scored, of going for the two-point conversion and just the aggressiveness of, we're going against Patrick Mahomes, and he's going to do stuff like that. So when we get the opportunity... We have to put the foot on the gas and we might go off the road, but we at least have to try to hold on to this because if you play conservatively, you're, you're toast, you're absolute toast, but we're getting some, some crazy Mahomes stats of comeback wins, amount of touchdowns. It just, it it seems like he's still young and it's, it's accumulating in a hurry. They're they're awesome. He's incredible. the The sidearm stuff, the little flicks, the the no looks. He's so comfortable with it's, it's it's really it's really awesome. If you haven't watched Patrick Mahomes, you should watch him this week. It's it's gonna be all year. It's gonna be amazing. I think he with the extra game this year. There's probably a bunch of records that is, that are gonna be broken. I'm willing to bet that even if he will break a record by week 16, he won't even need that 17th game. I'm gonna I'm gonna say that right I mean, now. I don't know what it's gonna be. It could be touchdown yards, something. I, I think he'll break whatever the record is by week 16. He is he's off to a to to a hot start for sure. Yeah, but well, it's not always how you start, Zach. Sometimes it's how you finish the game, which is what the Detroit Lions should be saying this week after a almost miracle comeback. I don't know whether to buy into it. I don't know which Niners team is the one you should believe in? Is it the team that got the huge lead or the team that blew the huge lead? I don't know what was going on in this game. This was some this was a game that was clearly turned off and then suddenly be like, "Oh, all right, yeah, garbage time Detroit touchdown." You know, good good for you the the Swift owners. You you deserved that one. They're down 40 points. Of course you get at least one. And then it was like, "Oh, hey, they they got another one." It was like, "Oh, hey, they they got a they got an onside kick." And, oh man, hey, that's like a one-score game. And then it was like, "Hey, did golf is cooking right now." They they might they might tie this. They, they, like it felt like they were destined to tie it and then not get the two point conversion, and that's how they were going to lose. Almost yeah, a miracle that's what I thought was going to happen. Almost a miracle miracle comeback, and and some real good playing by by Detroit. I I think uh, was it the Cyphus? I, I have to learn how to say his name. He, he had some awesome catches. Uh, the wide receiver for them. Uh, more impressed with Detroit or disappointed in the Niners? I mean, the Niners still get the win. Uh, Wins a win. 
neither. The, the Niners were in full control the whole time. Uh, Debo Samuel, he, he looks awesome. Had the 79 yard pass from, uh, from Garoppolo, but they, they were up 41 to 17 under 10 minutes. And then just some goofy stuff happened, but I'm just chalking that up to you've been beating a team down all day. And then I, I think, I, I think I saw last year, no one uh, converted an onside kick. And then it's the first, uh, first Sunday of the year it happens. So this is something that does not happen very often, let alone they score afterwards. And it still, they lost by, uh, by eight points. So uh, I, I'm I'm not reading too much into it. I think it's just a little lapse in, in judgment down the uh, down the way. And you talked about the prevent office, prevent defense before. I think that's what it is. Of just okay, yeah, run the clock out, run the clock out. And but it it, it definitely uh, was exciting from a from a fan's point of view with red zone, where you you know you get kind of hopping and out. But it's like, well, this game isn't close. We're looking at the close games, and then all of a sudden it's getting thrown into the rotation. Just oh, okay, all right, let's buckle up. I'm a go. I'll watch this. It was exciting. It was exciting. There was a lot exciting. There was a lot of good football. I, I was impressed by how prepared everyone looked. I, I feel like it wasn't that sloppy of a of a of a Sunday. Uh, there, there's definitely a couple of examples. We'll we'll get to them. But I last week we did the the teams I thought were gonna have to have to win week one. The must win teams. I have some must win teams for week two. Well, hold on. Should we should we recap that? Because uh, one of your must-win teams uh, not only did not win, they got shellacked. Well, my number one week two must-win team is the Green Bay Packers. And the transition here is that they're playing Detroit, which feels like the biggest trap game in the world right now after the momentum I think they should be carrying from the last game. Now, whether it's real or not, I don't know. But if you're a Packer just on that roster or a Packer fan, there's no way you're feeling good going into this game versus if I'm Detroit, you know, I might I might feel a little good at going into this game. And even if it is some fake excitement, it, that's the kind of confidence that might just get the job done with a team that's that's just holding on by a threat at this point. I, if it's there's even anything to hold on to, it might be over in Green Bay. I, I know I was... This is, this is a complete they lost over- a must-win game. Oh, come on. You know, it's such an overreaction week one. You know, you know that, but it's the way no, they lost. I'm not saying it. You're saying it. You said that they had to win. It was must win and they didn't. And now you're putting it on them like a second time. I think it, it has to be because not only did they play bad, Jordan Love played a little bit and you're just, this is a perfect storm for this to blow up right now. And he might not be good or this team might not be good. And that's going to be a problem. They're going to have to trade them in the middle of the season. They're going to have to trash this entire season. They just, the Saints just poured it on them. Just every, every quarter they scored. James, James had five touchdowns. And no interceptions. You would have thought for sure if he's got five touchdowns, he has to have at least three interceptions, right? But he didn't even really throw it that much. No, it was a well-coached team again. There was a lot of well-coached teams out there. So I have the Packers as a must-win versus Detroit. Are you okay? Are you riding with me? I, I'm. I think Detroit's going to win Week Two. You think they're going to win Week Two? I think okay. Detroit is going to beat the Packers for for all the reasons I I mentioned earlier. It just feels. It feels like if you can kick a team while they're down, <laughs> this is it right now. It seems like uh, everyone is on the opposite side that Aaron Rodgers is on. 
of just oh you got beat down real bad oh you you didn't you didn't look so hot huh it's almost like you spent the whole summer not taking staying it away and like on purpose telling us all the like non-football things you're doing huh wonder how that happened i'm not asking for you to feel bad for him i don't i don't think we should i mean i think it's a fair pile on this this guy's really good or at least was really good and he wasn't very good yesterday he was bad he was real bad it was just, yeah <laughs> i i wonder man what if what if his trade value just plummets like was it what was it even going before this like, the start of the season what was it and what is it now like it had to have gone down, right? I have to imagine that the uh, the, the call-in radio shows were just on fire with Packers are trading him. He's going to be the Giants quarterback by the end of the <laughs> by the end of the year. Like all sorts of crazy things. Well, how many injured quarterbacks could the Washington Football Team trade for Aaron, for Aaron Rodgers right now? I mean, I'm I'm a little concerned. Uh, I like Heineke though. I there's there's some pride in Heineke that that I think will be fun to root for. I don't know if it'll be nearly as successful. It's it's a very unsteady quarterback again, just like last year, and they could still win. It's it's still a very possible NFC East champion team. But this I think is, this is a perfect time for you to just distance yourself. Just jump off, get from off. You, just from your 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 big. Washington football team, and I'm not saying you have to go like all the way away from it. I'm just saying you like could distance yourself a little bit, and you can totally just use the excuse of, well, if it's Magic didn't get hurt in the like in the first half of the first game, it would have been totally different. And you, I think you ride that, but you know you don't. I don't. I don't think right now you should double down on the no, no. Like I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna try to power through with this. So, you know, I think I think uh, you'll you'll be able to. You can wait a little bit. You can. You can hedge and just see what happens. And if a couple of weeks they're good, you could just jump right back on with, like, oh yeah, I said this right beginning of the year. I'm in. I don't think it's as bad of a double down on Heine as Heine on Heineke as you think. I it's it's not doubling down on eleven, you know. Maybe not the the smartest, you know. But it may maybe double down on an eight, you know. It's it's just reasonable. I think there's some winning chances here. I, I, you I, know what? I also... you, you're you're a grown man. You could do what you want. I just now uh, you're going to force me to remember it and then I'm going to bring it up every week and I don't want to. There's going to be some growing pains. There was a lot of growing pains yesterday as well. Coaches, there were a, a variety of rosters out there. There was, there was definitely some growing pains and there's going to be some with this. I think Ooh, our... I just, uh, I just looked got, got the, uh, the, the schedule up for, for week two that, uh, that Lions Packers game is Monday night. Yeah. So if the Lions pull that off, not only will they pull that off, that'll be in, Prime time, you know, Monday night football, everyone will see that. That'll be like the 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 main talking point all Tuesday. No, the best part about it is this is gets to be the game that gets talked about the most because it's the last one to play this week. The the media is gonna destroy this team in the next couple of days. It's gonna be and then on on Monday, it's gonna be the only game, and we're gonna talk about that all day Monday. We'll probably talk about it next week on the podcast. I would imagine we probably would. <laughs> I'm still, yeah, I'm still getting used to this Monday schedule of just where 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 things go. But yeah, you're right. Yeah, that's uh, that that's that's a little. Uh, I don't really care for all that, but I, I do think there's reasons to be concerned for the Packers as I've played out, and so far I I feel very spot on with that, despite my Washington struggles here. Uh, my next must win team. 
is a little bit of the growing pains example here for, for I guess, both teams right now. But it's the New England Patriots will be in New York this weekend. I think it is a must-win game for us. And it's, it has nothing to do with what what happened last week. I just think this is a team we should beat. <laughs> this isn't – you're not. You're only going to face the Jets twice here. I think these are two games you can't afford to lose, especially after blowing the game yesterday. Are you I think on board? that's the only way to uh... – only way to describe how yesterday's game went. It's really unfortunate when you really... Normally, it's really hard to convince someone else that we played good enough to win this game. It's like, well, then you should have won. It's like, well, we kind of did play good enough to win this game, and we didn't win <laughs> off of one little silly play. I, I don't know. It just seems very fundamental. Like, you just don't, you just don't do that. This is the only way we lose this game, is if this one thing happens. All... All he had to do was hold on to the ball. We were in field goal range. It wasn't like we had to get further. Any any time the kick is closer is good, and I would have liked for us to just punch it in because we only had the, the one touchdown. But it, it was, that was the only thing that couldn't happen, and it was just looking so good of like, oh, okay, all right. Hard, hard fought game. All right. You know, we're kind of winding things down. It's looking like there's going to be too much time. So they're going to get the ball back. So you, we'll have to get a stop. But I, I, you know, defense have been playing well and just put the ball on the turf. And we had we had four fumbles yesterday, four, four fumbles, and we lost two of them. Yeah, you know what you need to call me out on. I, I, I'm going to call myself on it right now. When we did the Sony Michelle thing, you were like, "Oh, huh, interesting. Why are we trading away a guy that he was this pick and he had this value and this is what we got and." You know, what else do we have at running back? And I was like, no, 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 don't worry. We're we are set at running back. We have awesome depth. Well, I think we have some depth. I don't know if it's as awesome as I'd hoped for. My Stevenson guy might not even be on the roster by next Sunday after his very first carry as a rookie running back was a fumble. His very first carry. Now, he does have, I think, a fractured finger or, or thumb or something and I, I mean, if you're, if you're going to play, you're going to play. I, I don't I don't need those kind of excuses. If you can't play, you can't play. Just, just you know, don't play. That's that's fine. If you're in the game, I can't have excuses like that. Is, that. is that a fair response? And are you concerned that we may cut this guy? And I don't know really who's up next. And maybe the Patriot way needs to just give him some time, a little patience right now. Because I don't know. We I think we have a shot at really being a decent team this year. I don't know. It's the Patriot way, though. So who am I to say anything? I think if Tom Brady was the quarterback, neither of these guys would play and James White would see an increase <laughs> in his workload. But I think that Tom Brady is no longer the Patriots quarterback. You missed it. He is now the Tampa Bay Buccaneers quarterback, won the Super Bowl last year. But we need we need a strong running game. I thought Mac looked looked awesome out there for what the the expectations were. I, I didn't see a ton of a uh, ton of mistakes. Uh, it's a little more nebulous and old school. It's not analytics, but just he, I felt like he looked the part when he got to the line. Looked like he was surveying it, pointing out the mic. I don't know if he was making changes or not. It, from from a layman's, it just it, it, it looked good, and I I think that we we have to run the ball. We have to run the ball successfully. I think it was like that was the first play of the game when uh, Harris said that. 35 yard run. It's like, Ooh, okay. All right. We're doing stuff, but yeah, we have, we have to play these guys. They, they, they can't fumble. 
Yeah, I don't, I don't have a real solution to that. Because we're for sure, we're for sure going to have more than one bad Mac Jones games. He's a rookie. That's just going to happen. It, it Teams could. are going to figure him out a little bit. They're going to confuse him. He's going to make stupid decisions, and that's to be expected. So a game like this where he didn't have – I mean, he did have the, the fumble, which is kind of a it, – it was, it was a weird play. But, you know, he, he didn't throw any interceptions. Uh, didn't didn't get sacked – he got sacked once, so kind of, uh, uh, you know, avoided that. But uh, it, it was so frustrating because we were kind of down and, you know, wasn't sure if we were going to win or not. And then down towards, towards the end, uh, I was feeling real confident. And it's like, we're the Patriots. We're – we're, we're going to make this work. Last year was the, was the blip, but this seemed like something that happens to other teams. It does feel like a real missed opportunity when the results of Buffalo come in. Of like, whoa, hold on, Pittsburgh, Pittsburgh won, won kind of won convincingly and at Buffalo. At, well, at at Buffalo, and then as well as we we lose to the Dolphins, who now have kind of a steady little lead on uh, on the division here. I know it's only one week in, but if if these three teams are are all going to be around this same kind of skill level, which I, I don't really feel like, I'm not giving the crown to anyone. I, I thought the Patriots looked good and lost. I thought the Dolphins looked better than I expected and won. And Buffalo was kind of disappointing, but I know they have a ton of talent on that team. They should still have the kind of the heavy hand favorite in this division. But you know, it's 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 a game where you know this could really matter down the road, uh, and I wonder. Oh, I feel like it's a must win for Buffalo this week at Miami where they have a chance to go down 0-2 or kind of tie things up here. I don't know. I just feel like 0-2 is not a really good – it's not a great way to start. I mean, teams have overcome it. I'm sure there's some team down the road that won the Super Bowl starting out 0-2. But <laughs> I my, think it was the Patriots. It was, prob- it was probably the Patriots. But I don't think there's I a lot of teams – I think it was like that, the, one of the early 2000s Patriots. I, I'm, not, I'm not positive on that, or, or even if they're the, the last one, but it's driving around in my brain. Seeing uh, some sort of infographic on that. It's not the majority of teams that win Super Bowls, though. So if you want to follow that trend, sure. But you're you're one in a million, then. Yeah, you don't. Yeah, agreed. There's also the Bills. This is this is your year. The the, the moves you made in the off season, the way we're we're going into this year, the Josh Allen MVP talk, like this. Let's let's take care of business here, and maybe Pittsburgh's really good. I I kind of forget last year. And Pittsburgh is, was like the last remaining undefeated team against a subpar schedule. But, you know, you've got to win. They still won a lot of games last year. And I know we're kind of remembering just how it all fizzled out and they had a ton of injuries and their their wide receivers felt like they, they weren't able to get the ball. And I don't know, maybe they fixed all that. The defense looked really good. I think the offense has a ton of potential that we've seen in the past. Pittsburgh could end up being a really good team and maybe Buffalo doesn't have anything to worry about. I, I, I don't know. Uh, Pittsburgh... It's, it's which which side of the coin do you want to buy into? Are, are you do you believe in them? Uh, I didn't think that I didn't think that Roethlisberger looked good. Uh, that was one of the games I was watching on on Red Zone, so it's definitely skewed. But it when I when I saw him, it just looked like he, he was out of, out of out of place, and you know must have figured it out or did did better you know when when it wasn't scoring plays so I, like i said I, I didn't i didn't wasn't watching that game fully i i think but he was could play better it was definitely surprised as it got closer of like how, how are they winning he does not look good i think you hope that he just plays better which is a, a real i think that's a real possibility is that he'll just have better games 
He might have worse games too. I mean, he's uh, he's not a young guy either. I'm sure Brady's gonna have a couple bad games this year. Of just seeing like, hey, I'm whatever years old. This is week six. Like, I'm I'm sore. I'm tired. Yeah, don't 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 worry <laughs> about it. Yeah. You know, I, I I don't know. I'm over, these are all drastic overreactions with must win teams, but I think you got to try to avoid zero and two with the expectations that these teams have this year. So I'm 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 overreacting with a strong must win game for Buffalo. And maybe Miami, maybe Miami's good, man. I, I, I we're gonna talk about some of our fantasy favorites coming up here. J- Jalen Waddle looked like a guy that's gonna be a real problem in this division. Uh, I asked you if if uh, if our guy Gilmore could lock him up, and I don't, you didn't you didn't you might have hesitated a little bit on that on that answer there. <laughs> uh, you know, you're coming off a coming off an injury. It's it, it's never good, but yeah, he he did he did look good out there and. Hanging out with uh with Tua, <laughs> so you got the uh, you know you got the uh, the, the connection there. But I I, I hope that that, uh, that that dies down. I thought our defense was a uh, was was pretty good yesterday. Did you know that we uh we we Brandon Bolden's back on the team? I heard his name. And it felt like oh maybe he just sat out last year, but I I, I never know when he's on a roster and when he's not. He doesn't play every week, if I remember correctly, from the past. I don't know if that's just injuries or coach's decisions, or or I think he only plays when some guys are injured. Like he's the backup. Uh, he, he he's a utility guy. I don't know what he. I don't even know what he does. What he's everywhere. He had uh one one carry for five yards yesterday, and th- when I, I saw the name on the on the back. I was, I had to check to see if there was maybe it maybe it was a different different Bolden. Because like <laughs> well, I don't think, I, I, you know he's been he's been around for a while, but I thought he'd been gone. But no no he's uh he, I don't know if he sat out last year or if he didn't get signed last year because he didn't get any any stats last year. But he, he he's back. Yeah, I tried to do some research on our kicker situation. I I don't know what happened. We. We have the other guy on the roster that I thought uh, that we talked about. Yeah, last that was week. weird. It, he was ruled out uh, inactive, like the the day of. So I, <laughs> I, I, I don't know what we're doing. I didn't know we kept. Why do we have two kickers on the roster? Or maybe we don't anymore. I. <laughs> well, you probably need one for the uh, for the for the practice team, and then if something happens to yours, you got to make the decision: do you bring the practice guy up or you sign somebody real quick? I uh, just found it last year. Uh, Bolden opted out due to uh, to COVID, so that's what it was. He didn't retire or anything. It was just a it was a COVID related thing. So makes sense that he's still on the team. But when you miss a guy for for a year, especially like you said, more of a utility guy is not in there all the time. It seems kind of more team matchup dependent. But yeah, boy, did I look silly. I was hanging out watching uh, with my roommate, and Mac Jones is doing things and getting close and make a comment like, Oh, we probably want to get a little closer, you know, with the, you know, we do have the rookie QB, but we also have the rookie kicker. And then a little while later, the kicker comes in and it's Nick Folk. And they make some sort of comment about whatever year in the league he's been, cause he's been around forever. And it just looks over like, what are you talking about rookie kicker? Yeah. I, 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 I guess I didn't think Folk was on the roster. I, you know, what's weird is the article I read. I, I suppose it didn't lie to me. It said kicker is, makes the Patriot roster. And and I suppose in theory he's on the roster. I just assumed that if a kicker made the roster, that means he was playing. Otherwise, why are, 
Like, why are you telling me this? I don't care about the backup kicker. I'm not. I'm not that much of a Patriots super fan where I, and I need to write down in my notes somewhere that like, hey, this is our backup kicker now, just in case. This guy was looking for jobs on LinkedIn three weeks ago, but you know, just in case you wanted to know, he's he's our backup kicker. Well, I I texted you and said, hey, what's up with this? And you said, uh, fake news, Bleacher Report. So then I had to go in and do more research to find out if it was like a complete fake story because we had oh. talked last week about how he. Like you said, like was it was on LinkedIn, was you know on the couch, was looking at careers outside of football. I was like, wait a minute, do we just get some sort of uh, like an onion story situation, or wh- what happened here? So then I had to do research to find out what was happening because I thought you uh, you got bamboozled. No, there, there's only one team that got bamboozled uh, th- this week, and it was by one person. Uh, Chandler Jones bamboozled the whole league Oof. this this uh, this week. Uh, and we're gonna we're gonna talk about some of our favorite fantasy players uh, right after this. I just want to mention him as as one that Arizona defense. Actually, Arizona just in general. I could say a lot of nice things fantasy wise about Kyler Murray, DeAndre Hopkins looked good. I I was impressed by by Arizona. I thought they put on a a hell of a performance. I mean, what do we have? Five sacks in game one. There there are guys, there are players that are lucky to have five sacks in the season, and they're considered good some, players. Some good players. Great players. It, it's I don't know. It sounds like something that happens all the time. It doesn't happen all the time, and it doesn't happen against even the worst of football teams. It's hard to get that many sacks, and for one guy to do that in one game, and and I think he had four in like the first quarter or something, something crazy. Like if you wanted to even do the time per time of it, it was just a really impressive, impressive feat. So I, I'm that's gonna be my first mention right now, and I'll, I'll roll with the second. I'm just saying Kyler Murray and Hopkins. These seem like some fantasy dominant people that you are going to be able to rely on all year uh yeah i got a lot of nice things to say about arizona is, is there anyone else you got for a for a standout of a fantasy favorite uh i would like to flip it but it, the two players that you just mentioned kyler murray and deandre hopkins i had to go against them and it was terrifying <laughs> and it went from having a nice sunday of oh cool red zone yeah this is fun to well, this is terrible. Why do I play this game? This is so random. How am I playing the guy that has bo- who, who who has both those guys? So, I echo your statements, but just the absolute reverse. That was not fun. Yeah, no, I, I thought they had a they had a good week. But I for t- my actual my actual favorite, uh, going we're just gonna bring this joke right back. It was Christian McCaffrey. What? PPR scoring, I believe he had. Uh, he had 20, 20 points, and that was with no uh, – no, no, excuse me. That was his projection. I think he had 26 points. Yes, he had he had 26 points, and that was with, uh, with without a touchdown. So when, you're, when your stud can put up almost 30 points and there's zero touchdowns involved, I mean, he's for sure going to score some touchdowns. But it was just cool, like I had mentioned in the past, of him getting hurt and you're hoping to have a, you know, a, a fun player. And just to actually actually have a guy have him produce that that was good. So he he was my favorite fantasy guy of uh of of the day. Yeah, and uh, Steph Curry, really good shooter. Uh, another tidbit of Zach here. Just just uh, in case you didn't know. Uh, hold on, hold on, guy. Remember I mentioned how I won both my fantasy leagues. You know who was the star of both those fantasy uh, basketball leagues? <laughs> it was Steph Curry. So you know sometimes it's not about making uh you know the 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 best. The best things and avoiding mistakes. It's just you just got to make the the the, the clear cut choice right in front of you. 
I just wish you could you dig a little deeper for some of the fantasy stuff. We got to go back to Christian McCaffrey every week. Everybody knows he's good. The people well, that don't on. know anything about fantasy know he's good. What about the people that want to know some stuff that they can't this isn't, figure out? This isn't sleeper. This isn't sleeper time it's, to say, oh, who's who's the who's well, deep track? It's who did you who did you like this week? Who uh, who in the fantasy realm did well for you? And that was who did well for me. This is you're like. You're like rating films without ever going to a film festival. It's it's Armageddon every week. Yes. <laughs> well, we'll see. We'll see next week. Might be somebody else. I hope so. I, the, the fans hope so. We we're sick of Christian McCaffrey. There's nothing you can tell us that we don't already know. Why would he not be my fantasy favorite? <laughs> I don't know. I just thought maybe we could offer... Why did a, you pick people that weren't on your team? I thought we would, why are they your favorite i thought they were very impressive and i wish they were on my team and if you do have them i'm jealous of you and i thought it was a little bit better of a deep take on on some actual fantasy knowledge that we both have that we're trying to share for the people on the podcast you are so reserved on the podcast here of just literally just spewing out the same favorite every week well no that that well that while ago was it was a joke you just came out of nowhere with like some real good sleepers and then I didn't know what to do, so I panicked. And then when I actually did come up with a with a sleeper that I thought was really good, and he moved way up the draft boards towards as it got closer and closer to the season, yeah, he uh, he didn't even play yesterday. So maybe I'm not the best one to be taking fantasy advice from. Maybe I'm not the best one either because I took that advice and started that guy in two leagues yesterday. Now one of them, if I had subbed in Chase for him, I would have won this week. Because I took the goose egg from Sermon, who did not play, and it was a game time or a coach's decision, like an hour before the game. Bizarre. I'm still not sure I understand it. the The weird thing about it is, I thought he just wasn't getting a lot of snaps in it because he's a rookie. And I, I, once they went up, what forty to ten, I assumed, all right, bring in the rookie. This is a great time to work him in. He's going to get a ton of run right now. Maybe he can earn the starting job with this opportunity. And then I go look up that he's not even playing. He's not even in the game. He's not going to play. It was a healthy scratch too. Uh, that was yeah. What were you doing? What were you doing beforehand? Normally, I would uh, I would give you uh, a complete pass because you uh you, you've had to to work in the past on Sundays, and so I, I totally get when you're working or you're you're doing stuff. You, you can't be looking at your team, but now you have you have Sundays off. So I would have thought that half hour before you're checking checking all your guys, making sure there's no uh, no last minute issues. I I was taking care of a. Uh kind of an urgent issue at the restaurant of which we had a uh, so you did have to work this was this was worthy of of me missing football this was something that had to be taken care of uh gotcha of uh, quickly i we were uh, okay i won't i won't give you such a hard time then because i when when you asked me like midway through the the first first half of the game it was like well yeah what are you talking about man i was you know, in, in transit on the way back on Sunday, so I can get back in time, so I could do all these all these checks. But yeah, if you're if you're not all the way plugged in, that was that definitely came out of out of nowhere. Uh, I, you know, a healthy scratch is is definitely unusual. I had checked it earlier in the morning, so I'm 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 still on California time. I'm I'm thinking like 9:45 is the last chance I got to go check my roster because the game starts at 10 a.m. and in the reality is it's it's not that, and that's what I did yesterday. I checked it at like 10. I set my lineup, and then I don't like tinkering. I feel like the more I check it, the more I'm I'm doomed on it. And yesterday, if I had tinkered, I I would have easily saw that. But I, I I try not to tinker. And just hope that this is an outlier week 
that that's just not going to happen. I mean, an hour before this guy's a healthy scratch, everybody over the past three weeks has been telling us to draft him higher and higher, and his stock has just gone up. Right. And then suddenly he's just a healthy scratch out of nowhere. Like, where is this information coming from? Are we just getting more people like us are telling us this kind of thing? I, I I don't remember exactly where where it came across. It just you follow follow all the the fantasy places and just it comes like a waterfall. And so I I I don't think I I only have him in one league. I don't think I was planning on starting him, so it was less of a less of an issue for me. But all right. I just I have some more. Fantasy no, and I didn't realize, I don't think I realized that you had him, especially in two leagues. Because I think if I had realized that, I would have I would have let you know because I'm not playing you this week. So I've just been like, hey, like heads up, but. I think maybe if, even if I was playing against you, because then I would have actually noticed, because I would have been looking all week at the at the matchup. Man, I'm just saying, Zach's fantasy advice thus far is that the best player in football is still the best player in football, fantasy-wise. And the one guy he's told us to draft and start, well, maybe he didn't tell us to start, but I did, it has already screwed me over. So, you know, somehow all of my open fantasy advice has, has not helped anybody at all, and your lame advice has only hurt me. So, bravo by you. So it's working. It's working great. This is, Excellent. This is awful. This is a complete It's all disaster. going to plan. I have some more fantasy favorites. I hope that they will be helpful to other people. They they should be helpful. I was kind of impressed by a, a few people here. I thought Corey Davis, a name you, you've probably heard of before and always wondered, like, why is that not working in Tennessee? Finally, finally had a kind of a big game uh, on, uh, on the New York Jets over here. So I, I'm going to give him a quick little shout-out. I, I, he's probably not that expensive right now. And... It, it's a name that of a guy that like, I think we always scratched our head on why he wasn't very good, and he might get a, enough targets this year that it all kind of clicks. So keep an eye out for that. I mean, it's the Jets. It, you can't expect this every week, but a flex guy maybe or keep him on the bye and see where this goes in the long run. I mean, they're going to play. They might play some other weak teams, and he might get a lot of targets like he did yesterday. So shout out to, to Corey Davis. Do you have any other names out there, or should I just start listing off a couple more? I also have uh, Russell Russell Wilson. He's the only one that kind of kept me in my in my matchup that was going against uh, Kyler Murray and uh, DeAndre Hopkins. I think the only downside was it is just from from a viewing standpoint. Th- th- there were so many just deep bombs that he he really wasn't on red zone very much. It, it was just oh Russell Wilson fifty yard touchdown and out. So it's good good for points. I, I would prefer that versus uh, the, the other side, but I, I don't feel like I got a chance to watch him very much for a guy that put up 34 points. Well, wait until uh, September ends, and then we can talk about Russ. Well, maybe maybe I'll trade him. Are you interested? 34 points. That's I have, a lot. I have Russ and Lockett in one league. It was, it ah, was, it was magic. See, so you know. I, so, so my fantasy week, and I, I'd recommend this, I think this is what a lot of people know when they hopefully try to do this is when you draft a quarterback or a wide receiver, it's really helpful if you got a guy that's on the same team there is every time one of them scores, the other one scores. And there's, it, there's, there's not many, there's not many opportunities where on one play you can capitalize with two players. There's no other way. So that's, that's something you try to do. So yesterday I had Burrow and Higgins in two leagues. So I hit, I hit big on that. Both of them had touchdowns. I had Russell and Lockett in another league. And that was awesome. And then I even had Tannehill and AJ Brown in another league, and that even worked out really well. And yeah, okay. So this is this is this is a, a a tried and true strategy that you had coming in. Yes, yes. I I I knew I knew what I was doing all uh, the whole time here. 
the, the whole time. The whole time. This is why I am one in three going into this week in the four leagues I'm in. I have one win. One win that's that was dominant, and the other wins are not even close. I mean, I had decent weeks. I just got blown up by Mahomes, and Brady took me out in, like, all those leagues. It just, it I just think I am in a, uh, a similar situation to you. Of There is going to be one convincing victory. I think I have one maybe and two losses. So not not the best start again with last year of wait is this gonna happen how it works of that i'm not good at fantasy football and the patriots aren't good because that is not gonna be good for fall because i'm not gonna have uh nba basketball to distract me the whole time like i did last year all right last guy i want to shout out he may become a fantasy favorite he may just become just a football favorite because i i really like the way uh montgomery ran the ball uh last night i i thought he looked looked really good i thought he he really kind of developed into like a really reliable guy. Uh, I don't know if the team's reliable. They have more question marks that we can we can get into if you want to. I don't really care for it. It's it's a weird it's a weird situation. I don't understand what's going on in Chicago. It is just crazy stuff going on. But I I like David Montgomery. I think he's gonna have a really solid year. I think he's gonna get a ton of ton of work, ton of usage. Uh, I'd, I'd keep an eye out on him. Now the the Bears are gonna look terrible every week in. This is this is one of those fantasy things where it's like I know it doesn't sound like it's a football logical thing, but sometimes these bad teams have to give the good players everything, and he may capitalize off of that. It's, I think he might be the only good player on the team. Are you ready to uh, to flip it to fantasy players that you don't like? Fantasy players that I don't like. I don't know if I have quite as long a list on that. Right now, Sermon is number one. Go ahead. Who who do you got? Yeah, I could start. This is the. You, you're complaining about all my advice. So your advice to me was that the Packers were in a must-win game. So if they're in a must-win game, like they're going to come out, they're going to do stuff. And so I started them at defense and also figured, ah, you know what? Jameis, yeah, he's going to probably sling it around. There'll probably be some uh, interceptions there. This will be good. It was not good. We got a, a healthy minus three. In a matchup that I am down nine points, I still have uh, Tyson Williams to go. So there's a uh, there, there, that's the league I was saying that there's a there's a chance I'm projected to to tie right now, which is not not a, ideal. So a a minus three would have been better off having a zero. Oof. I mean, my obvious one is has got to be Sermon was a a real disappointment for me. I, I it was a, it's a goof up. All right, man, it, it's on me. I get it. You know, you got to check your roster. That's how it works. But I, I feel like I, I over, I overthink everything when I start checking it like that an hour before, because now it's like, oh, it's now or never. Versus when I lock it in before, I kind of, kind of walk away and it's, it's, it's fine. It is what it is. I, I will say Antonio Gibson did have a bit of a struggle of a day. I, I was a little underwhelmed by Kittle as well. Uh, he lost a point on the, on that fumble from the, the onside kick recovery. That was just. He got a fumble for that for the one that hit him right in the face mask. I I think so. I, I I'm pretty sure. I oh had. really? I didn't think that was a that was a fumble. I, like, he didn't have possession of it and lose it. That just took a squirrely bounce, but it did hit him right in the face. I I think he got a fumble for that if I if I remember correctly. I don't think he had another fumble. And like, I, yeah, no, I think he got it from that. I don't remember him fumbling another time. Oh wow. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I don't really. I didn't say the, the team was fine. I just went against like a really good a good team this week. You know, I I had some some weird 
Some weird bounces go. Uh, Jerry Judy, I, I by no means a disappointment. I'm just immensely disappointed with he's out, got a high ankle sprain. I thought he was having a really good game. Looked super sharp. Looked like somebody who could really become maybe a top five fantasy receiver by the end of the year. But uh, high ankle sprain. They're saying four to six weeks. He got the cart. I had multiple players yesterday get carted off. Oof. Not not That's fun. That's not what you want. Not fun week one. Now, I, I suppose I'm lucky. They thought Judy broke his ankle. He did not break it. He just has a high ankle sprain. But it's still – when you get carted off, it's it's not good. So when they say good. When they say four to six weeks, you get carted off. It's a hard time not thinking that it's going to be four weeks. It sounds like it's for sure six, if not more. So I suppose that's a, that's somewhat of a disappointment. Do you envision yourself holding on to him? Yeah. Or do you think once the bye weeks come, he's going to be the the guy you're going to have to have to let go? Ooh, man, I I don't know. He's a he's the type of player that I think he's good enough that it's really going to bother me if he's really good for someone else. Like I'm going to get that that jealous uh, owner. <laughs> but yeah, I'll probably keep him. I'll probably keep him. He'll be back. It's just an ankle sprain. I, that That's something I think you're actually capable of recovering from, unlike an actual ACL or, or, or something else kind of a little wackier mm-hmm. than that. I mean, it might linger, but yeah, it'll be fine. We'll be fine. Uh, any any more disappointments for you? I have I have one more. I've got to get off, off, off my chest because I was thinking about this one going into it. It was uh, Mike Giusecki. He plays for the, for the Dolphins and don't love – playing guys uh against against the Patriots but was like yeah it's it's the tight end it's gonna be fine didn't anticipate that we would lose and he would get zero points so I felt like that was real insult to injury it wasn't even in oh well the Patriots lost but you know he, he had a touchdown he had a good day just no didn't even get one catch nothing so he he might just get dropped out of out of spite next week for for somebody else yeah, we we talked a lot about the the Patriots uh, running back in Harris, uh, Najee Harris. A lot of hype going in, a lot of a lot of fantasy growth, really climbing up the board. You know, as we got closer to game time here, for as good as Pittsburgh was, he did not have like a very reflecting fantasy output. He, he I think he had like six or seven points. So, I suppose that's concerning. But if the team's winning, I I guess I want him on a winning team. I just hope he gets a little bit more attention, and I know he will. Uh. But for a while there, until the fumble, I thought maybe the Patriots had the better Harris, which I don't know if anyone would have said uh, going into yesterday. I I, I don't think so. But you think, you think we got him? I, th- I think no, no. Agreeing with what you what you said, uh, I think that he, he I think he has he has better better days ahead. Yeah. They 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 won with with defense in that game. They had that that or maybe you want to call it special teams. They had that blocked blocked punt that just changes how a, how how a game is all right we got 10 minutes left here we can wrap it up with some lame college football or some bizarre uh animals knowledge uh well i mean when when you sell them both like that i mean, I mean how, <laughs> how could you how could you not talk about those things the the bizarre animal knowledge you don't want to hear about the potty training cows i was going to give you the headline no, you we 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 can we can go into that. I didn't have have a ton to it. It was just a uh, it, it was a weird headline. I felt like it was uh, it was important. Uh, the reason okay. that they're potty training the cows 
because my thought was they're cows that they're in a field they're, the whole the whole thing is is their bathroom what do you mean but i guess with the ammonia emissions with then teaching them to take care of their business in a very specific spot it's easier to take care of processing it and apparently it's actually pretty easy they said it's easier than teaching toddlers is that a shot at toddlers or just like a pat on the back for the cows maybe both <laughs> maybe a little bit of both i'm thinking toddlers or toddlers where a cow could be it's basically an adult so you know it's an animal but it's a, it's an adult animal so maybe it's just easier on the hey if you go over here and take care of your business you get a treat it just pretty quickly is okay done <laughs> All right, maybe maybe we should talk a little bit about some college football. You know, just just because I don't think we should end it on Zach endorses you get a cow over a kid. But let's let's bail you out here. College football, Oregon gets the job done. Ohio State does not. Uh, okay, no, no, nobody cares. It's all right. We got Alabama coming up. You you say that you say that nobody cares. You are just so I, in the minority here. I really am. I, I I just I don't care. But everybody cares but me. Yeah, Ohio State perennial team in the in the college football playoffs. Them getting beat at home, it's uh it's a big deal to drop six spots in the in the in the AP poll. So they got a long road ahead of them if they're hoping to get back into the into the mix. I I'd say that's a that's a pretty major major upset. I I guess it for also me... it also catapults Oregon into that fourth spot. So if like the season were to end today. They'd be in the college football playoffs, most likely. I guess I'm excited to see a team get subbed in for Ohio State because I've, I feel like I've rerun the same teams over the, the past couple of years, and maybe getting something else in the mix would be exciting. Maybe it would be exciting enough to get me to care that it's not the same thing happening again and again. So I'll, I'll give you that. But until the playoffs start, I really don't care, which the playoffs will start for months from now. This is that's what's so crazy about this is that Ohio State season might be over, and they still have like two months of football to play, more than that. You, you, you do realize that the Super Bowl is also months away too, right? We just talked about that for for forty five minutes. That might not be the best argument. Well, I, you, you know, you gave me two examples of zero oh, and two teams already. That's that's it's complete overreaction. Possibly, possibly, I'm gonna have to do some. We're gonna have to talk to the interns have them do do some research on that. Well, I guess I'm trying to figure out a way to talk about football every week without because it doesn't it's so early. It doesn't have any value. I'm trying to add some value to the must win stuff. I'm saying like, hey, we should, well, we should pay is, attention to here's these a games. must here's a must win this week. If uh, if Florida can upset Alabama, Alabama's coming down to Florida. Number one coming to to 11. And the problem is that Alabama is so good. It's still a, a double digit. uh double-digit spread in Alabama's favor. But this will be uh, 3.30 afternoon on Saturday, so if you're you're hanging out looking for something to do, there there might be a, a, an upset alert. I'll definitely be at work. But enjoy your college football. This, this could be great. Alabama will show everyone once again that they're so much better than everyone else. I think that that sports are better with with a with a villain, with somebody that's dominant, and that's what Alabama is. And that way it gives me something every week to kind of Kind of keep a uh, keep keep an eye on and see if uh, if see if there's if there's danger. 
are they the only villain though? Like, is Ohio State also not a villain team? Is LSU also nah, not a villain not, team? Not at the same level. Auburn not a villain team. No. Clemson, Oregon, no, just Alabama. Yeah. Oh yeah. No, they're good. You, you they're good. I get so? it. I get it. No, I, I. I. I think. I think they're just. They're so. Like they've. They've had so much sustained success. Like for sure. Uh, in you know, in, in football, you know, the Patriots are at the top. There were other teams that were good and everything. But I think if you were to talk to a, a random fan and say, "What team don't you like?" would be the Patriots the same way if you talk to a random fan and say, what team don't you like? Kind of college rivalry is a little bit different, but outside of that, I think they'd say Alabama. Yeah, I guess I know so little that I'm just using buzzwords of all the big names that I hear. You're killing it. You're doing great. <laughs> is this how podcasts work? This is all it is? This is You just say, you, you, you read the top headline, McCaffrey, he's number yeah. one. Why do I need to know anything else? Let's just name the top guy every time. Well, it wasn't it wasn't the top guy. It was my favorite guy. This is subjective. You can't tell me that I'm wrong because it's my favorite. Man, I you know I just try to give people a reason to listen, and you're like, yeah, you know, you can listen, but I'm gonna tell you the number one thing you could find on every website. No, that is not true. You could not go to any website and find out who Zach's favorite player is. That is an <laughs> exclusive. I won't tell anybody else unless they listen to the podcast. You're right. You're right. You know. I, I suppose if anybody really wanted to get to know us, there's hours of footage and not even footage, audio of, of us right here. This is this is who we are. We are <laughs> we are handing out advice like to McCaffrey, really good, really good. <laughs> Seeing never, as we're we're rolling towards the uh, towards the end here, can I do my uh, my my close out my closing shout out? Yeah, you, you got time. My my closing shout out this week is to Paul Pierce. He was inducted into the. James Naismith Basketball Hall of Fame in Springfield, Massachusetts. Uh, I mean, it was all known and everything, but he did the uh, did, did the speech, and now it's official. And definitely one of uh, one of my favorite Celtics, favorite NBA players, favorite favorite athletes. And so for him to be in the Hall of Fame, just a real cool cool moment. I made sure, even uh, though I was out of town on Saturday when that was happening, I had definitely had my uh, my Paul Pierce shirt on, and. Want to make sure that I would. Uh, it got recognized. Didn't think it was really a whole topic, but you know, got to get my, my Celtics little little minute in here. No, no, shout out, shout out to Paul Pierce. I agree with all of you. A lot of good games. A lot of fun time spent watching with watching Paul Pierce play. Uh, fun draft class overall. Really, uh, just a solid group of hardworking guys. And I'm sure you could say that about every year. But like, I, I remember a lot of these guys. <laughs> they, they were they were guys. Um, they're their names we all know of, and that's how Hall of Famer should be. So that's about all the nice things I got to say about that. Uh, we'll be back on Monday next week to talk about Aaron Rodgers and his struggles again, uh, and as well as no, because that game that'll game will be Monday night, so we won't know yet. Yeah, no, we're gonna talk about it. We're gonna talk about it again and again. Oh, and again. gotcha. We're gonna talk about it, saying, "Hey, tonight it's gonna happen." And uh, and also uh, next week, McCaffrey will probably still be good at football. In, in case you want, I don't know. He might not be my favorite though. You're gonna have to tune in and find out. We'll be back. A little column A, a little column B. <laughs>